Hey, you're listening to Innovators Can Laugh, the fun startup podcast. I'm your host, Eric Nocher. On ICL, we interview an innovative entrepreneur in the European tech startup scene every week. My goal is to have my guests share their wisdom while having a little fun in the process. Now let's dive in. Hello, beautiful people. How are y'all doing? This is Eric Melcher here. Thank you for taking the time to join me out of your very busy day as I get to talk to some of the most inspiring and innovative people in the startup scene here in Europe. Now, I'm going to introduce you to Andre Stoika, but before I do that, I don't want you to miss a single episode of the show. So whatever platform you're on right now, if you haven't already, just reach out and give that subscribe button a push. That way you're notified every time there is a new episode. Anyway, my friends, I'm really excited about this. I'd like to introduce you to Andre Stoika, who is not only the founder of a successful agency that helps B2B tech companies scale with conversion-driven websites, but he's also the co-founder of Giants Village. Their objective is to create community-owned tech products that have a real-world utility. They started Giants with a collection of 10,000 NFTs, which are unique digital collectibles living on the Multiverse X blockchain. In Giants Village, there are currently 1,400 holders, and they are aiming to raise an additional 500K in Euro in 2023 from selling tokens and NFTs to the community. Andre, welcome to Innovators Collab. Hey, hello. Hi, Eric. Glad to be here. Yeah, glad to have you Thank here. Thank you. So I'd like to get started with Porsche because Porsche recently had an NFT launch failure. And uh, I saw you something, I saw you comment on a LinkedIn post about it. And you said, it's fun to see established brands try to launch Web3 without properly understanding how it works. Now, they're used to building an audience, but it's not the same as building a community. And that's the big shift happening right now is community first. Okay, now you are, are building Giants Village. And my understanding is that you're really focused on building the community first. So. I'd like to, to have you first talk about what is Giants Village, just kind of high level, and then how are you guys going about it to build your community? Yeah, so like it's Giants Village, is, we, we, we just started as a, you know, a project. It seemed interesting at the beginning. And then we realized bit by bit that the, the thing with the communities is, is it's what actually really important. And we, we, we got that from the marketing side with the, the B2B agency as well, because we realized like the big, and stable companies have com communities around them. Like in one form or another, you still have like your, you know, supporters or people that you keep in touch with or like your your best clients and, and everything like that. So you like in in either like either way you 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 still build a community around it. And for giants, we we started with that. You know, we we didn't know at the beginning exactly how the project will look like, but we kind of like nice. built with them. We started with the idea of like a sort of metaverse something between it was trendy. Meta just launched like last year and we were like, yeah, this metaverse thing sounds interesting. But which we tried to like build a clean community, people that are interested into NFTs and, you know, wanted to invest in a, in a, in a good project. So we also brought like back then there weren't many projects, like maybe none except us that had like a company behind, had like a, you know, IP on a company and inter the intellectual property and everything structured well. So we just tried to do that, you know, like build a, a product in a way for a community that is stable, you know, and build for the long term. And it kind of 
went well with the whole crisis thing last year when like the, with the bear market and everything. So we, we got it right, I guess. <laughs> okay. So we're going to dive a little bit more into Giants Village. And uh, before we yeah. do that, because you also, you also run another business, which is an agency that specializes working with B2B tech companies. So what services do you provide and how did you first, how did you get your first clients? And what do you consider that your agency does well, better than most other agencies out there? Yeah. So like we build websites. If, if I, that's the basic thing that we do, I, I guess. And everybody was like, uh, since the beginning, like, but it feels like everybody's like building websites these days. But what, what we do different, differently, I think it's, we try to keep things simple. You know, like I'm, I'm raised at the countryside. I'm a simple person. I, I don't get really complex structures because it's hard to like communicate them and it's hard to like build together on something that it's too phasey. I, I don't know, too, too complex in a way. So we, we try to do the same with the agency and like, we try to keep the discussion and the process with the client simple, try to focus on objectives and what they actually need to, to happen and just get it done, you know, without any complex, like long-term, I don't build a website in a year or something like that. It's, it just like takes two months. It's a simple process. We just follow the process and, you know, try to deliver as, as a good product, let's say a good service. How did you get your first clients, Andre? I just. I, I made friends, I guess, you know, I, I just asked around and said like, do you need help with anything? I, I can do that for you. I had an attitude of like, but can you also code? And I was, yeah. And I learned over the next few weeks to code and I also did that. So yeah, and I, I kept close to the clients that I got and try to help them like in an honest way, not just like deliver something and get some money. But I have this thing with like, you know, if I. I say I can help, I, I really want to help with something and make sure it brings you some value. And after that, it just recommended us to other people, to other clients. And it just like bit by bit, I had to add some people to the team and you know, the, the team grew constantly. Okay. All right. Now let's talk about Giants Village. Again, this is a community for tech-driven creators, builders, and enthusiasts. My understanding, Andre, correct me if I'm wrong. It's an easy platform that allows a person to share their NFTs the NFTs that they may have for sale on marketplaces and also their Twitter page so that people can contact them. Um, is that the gist of it or is there a lot more to it, Andre? Yeah, no, it evolves, you know, like we, we had uh, YERD, for example, like a platform that, that, that had this whole idea of like a profile. We tested that people were not that enthusiastic about it. We had other products like Web3 Print, for example, where you could print your NFT on, on a t-shirt or something physical because we thought like having like a digital asset, it's nice to just bring it to, to the physical world, to put it like in your home, hang it on a wall or something. People were enthusiastic, but they didn't actually pay for <laughs> to get t-shirts or... So we, we, we tested various ideas, I think. And now we got to a point where we have some sort of framework where you join and you get to interact with other people and, and see how the community is doing. And we're just building that where you'll have like some sort of like quests to engage with the community and, and, and build like relationships. And we'll have some like dynamics, which are more web free. Like you will be able to like your NFT to just change how it's dressed or, you know, add items to the NFT that you actually own in your wallet. So we'll have one sort of like web three interactions. Also interactions from games in a way, the quest idea is like a game dynamic that works pretty well in, in, you know, any kind of like community where you, you say like, 
share this with like three friends and you get this from, you know, a referral or something or a new NFT or some token or something from somebody else. And, and how, you, how, you get how, to like create interaction. And how are people Sorry. responding to this right now? The ability to engage with other people and communicate. Well, like we kind of need that, you know, we, we need, we need to belong, I guess. So that's one thing with the community, you know, being a part of like a, a group that has a similar, like that has an identity you kind of like connect with. Yeah. And then interacting with the people there it just feels like they make, they like, like making friends, I guess. So that's like kind of a basic needs of all of us. Yeah. Now, in less than two years, I read on the website that there's 1,800 plus holders. Now, that, that to me is a pretty sizable number in, in, that, in that time frame. How were you able to get people, and you called them holders, but maybe they could also be referred to as members of the community. How were you able to get that many people join and sign up? We, we had the trustworthy attitude, I guess, from the beginning, you know, like we, we tried to be transparent. We tried to like say exactly what we plan to do and, and be as open about our plans and our intentions from the beginning. We didn't build a for product or like a project that we just like, just let's make some money and then we're done. The, the intention was to build the actual community and we're a part of the community. And people just like, they, they, you know, they join, they resonated with that and they said, that, yeah, it's, it's, it's a nice thing to join. And we're still small. We're just at the beginning, I guess. So we're, you know, we're, right now we're figuring out exactly how to build, you know, a bit of mass adoption, let's say, get a lot more people in the group and we're we're working at the white paper and like a new strategy. We're releasing it probably in the next few days. Okay. And, and this is mostly on Discord in terms of the community where everybody's at? Yeah. We have like 3,500 people on Discord, for example. It's like, it's, it's more than the holders themselves. Okay. And yeah, it's Discord and Twitter, like for Web3 in general, I guess this, these are the channels. Okay. You've been, is that where, I guess, a lot of the activity has been coming from directly from Twitter? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. But it's also like. Well, I think what I, that I realized in, in, with NFTs and like Web3 is that a lot of the information transfer happens in like smaller groups, you know, so, and with sort of like influencers, let's say, or opinion makers. So if you kind of like figure out who in a specific group is the person that kind of influences the opinion of the group and you get that person in, then you get the whole group in pretty fast after, you know? So there are like, and you, you can see them as like different clusters of groups of people, you know, you know, that communicate and they're on Telegram or WhatsApp and you find like all sorts of like smaller groups. Yeah. And when you just like try to bring them in, they will just like bring the rest of the group in as well. So are you using any tools or applications to help with, you know, the insights and in terms of, you know, research when you're trying to find out who these certain influencers are? No, not necessarily. No, I, I, I couldn't find any like that. But it's word of mouth a lot. Like, and I, I found that in like building a, a, a startup as well, like a tech startup for a few years. And like what you have to do and with the community is exactly that. Just manual work one by one, have discussions, be curious, you know, and just meet people and ask them whatever you, you're curious about, you know, and they will tell you whatever you need to know. And at some point, if you have like 20, 30 discussions, you'll just, something will come up and you realize where where, what should be the next step. Okay. And a lot of your holders and the people on Discord that are a part of you guys, um, 
are they global? I mean, is there is there a majority of the people just based here in Romania? Can you kind of just tell us about the audience and the community? Yeah, because yeah, because because the blockchain mostly has a community in, around Europe, like in you know Romania, Spain, France, even Germany. Most of our holders are in these areas, you know, these countries. But you also have some, I don't know, some guy from Filipina or like from Australia or, you know, US somewhere. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't actually matter where they are. And it's interesting because like <laughs> in a day people write like, you know, good morning, good morning. And they're like, it, it, good morning happens across the day because like everybody wakes up at different times. And they, yeah, I know. the whole day, it's just good morning. Yeah, I know. From somebody who has, you know, I have cause with Australia, with the States, with people in Europe. I, I'm very, I got very, very used to that. So now you, you, you manage two different businesses, Andre. What is one strategy that you use to help you prioritize your time and, and, and stay on top of, of both businesses? So like, I, I try to work with other people and I think that's the thing that I learned. I'm not just doing it myself in a way. And I try to, you know, I, I'm not great at replying to emails, seeing deadlines, let's say, because I, 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 I get, you know, pulled into different projects where like I, I change priorities pretty fast. So I make sure the people that the other people that I'm working with in these businesses, they're, they're focused on the day to day and they, they keep it going in a way. And I'm, I'm sort of like a butterfly switching around. And this is like, in a way, my, you know, attitudes. On the other hand, I, I try to create like spaces in my calendar and I just like focus on one thing, get it, that done and then, you know, give it, like pass it to somebody else afterwards. And for example, like for the agency, we need to make like a more custom proposal for next week. And I, I, I know I have to do that presentation. I put it like for Tuesday in my calendar and I just like work on it for a few hours and I just pass it to Mihaela from the team who will make sure that gets presented well to the client and, you know, we get to the meeting and everything, but I'm not, I'm not great at like holding, but I, I guess nobody is like holding too many things at once. Yeah. So yeah. I just try to prioritize and focus on specific things. Okay. Now you've had the agency for a while and I'm, I'm sure that you've had hired various people and then now with, with giants, same thing there. What is one thing that, that you do to try to ensure that you are hiring a, a good qualified person that's going to be good for the team and the, and the business? Good question. I, I, I would just start like, honestly, I, I know theoretically how I should do it and how I should test on like values or like behavior profile and stuff like that. But I, the problem like with smaller businesses is that you usually don't get the time to do that. So I kind of have like a first discussion with the person and, and just get the feeling of like where his priorities are or, you know, what's, what's the plan for, you know, because if like, if somebody comes in the team and just say like, I'm just doing development because I need to make some money and I don't really like my job. I'm like, but you should find something that you actually like because you won't be good at it and you'll create frustration in the team and, you know. Yeah. So I, I just try to verify if the person is in the right place in a way. And, and, and then after that, I guess it's just like a trial and error. We just start working together and figure it out. Okay. What are you excited about this year for, for giants in terms of like the roadmap or something big that you guys are working on? Well, like we, I, I think we, we just took it slow because we, you know, the, the bear market hit and we were like, we, the plan was to make a few million and, you know, have a lot of money and build a big project. And then when, when the bear market hit, we, we took it slow, 
And right now we, we start to replan everything and, you know, we, we have to like push a, a bit more in the next six months. And I'm, I think it can go pretty big, you know, and build a really nice project and build a, a, a big business in, in a way. But we, we also want to just make it, keep it constant and steady and not push too much because like, I, I don't like the idea of like high growth startups and stuff like that, because it, it feels like they die as fast as they grow. And the, the plan with us is like, we try to build something stable. Okay, Andre, next question for you. What is the most important meeting in your work week? So it's, we, we have like a team meeting with the account managers, to just figuring out like what's the capacity, like for the agency, that, that would be it. And we, we just try to like in 30 minutes to just get aligned and where is the need and who needs help with what and, and stuff like that, just pretty simple. So I just try to work like with not directly with the whole team, but like more with people that own the operations in a way. Okay. What's the biggest mistake you won't make again in both? It could be either or in the agency or with giants. Not like, I, I have a thing with like picking the wrong partners sometimes because I, I, I kind of like, at least like historically, let's say. Hey, I, I like uh, Elena. I like and your, I, I treated I, that I, with. I, I like Elena. I think your wife is great. What are you talking about? Yeah, but like not, not life partners, like <laughs> business partners, I guess. <laughs> I tend to find people that are pretty confident and, and cocky in a way. And I, I, I feel like I, I kind of like feel like cockiness is, you know, trust in oneself and, you know, cap like capacity and knowledge and stuff like that. Uh -huh. And it's not often not the case. So yeah, I think that's, that's one mistake, like picking my business partners and, and not for like how confident they are, but like how competent they actually are in mm -hmm. what they're doing. So that's a thing we like. Life partners, no, I'm, I'm good with that. Like, Helena <laughs> is great. Yeah. Okay. So before we move to the rapid fire questions, anything else about, about giants before we leave? I, I do have one more question. If somebody wanted to create an NFT or maybe already has one, but wants to join the community, what does that experience look like? How would they get started? If they want to join the community, just join Discord and we're open to answer any questions there. Like we're pretty, you know, there's no right or wrong question where like, we won't say no to any question. We're just answer things and try to help. That's the attitude. And we try to build that into the community as well. And if they want to build their own thing, just try to figure out what's their story about the world and what's their like, point of view and what they try to fix and you know, what they try to achieve and not just do it for the hype or just like, let's do another NFT community because it, you know, the, the hype kind of passed and it's, it's not working anymore and the market is maturing and just doing it for the sake of it. I think it did, you, they'll just lose time. How does the business model work, Andre, in terms of uh, do members pay a fee or is there a certain commission that's collected from things that were sold in the platform? Uh, it's like, you have some, the NFTs work as digital products, if, if you want, you know, they're collectibles at the beginning and then. You, we like for us, the business model is that we open experiences like the game and the framework and try to connect people and they have access with the FDFT that they just bought. So it's kind of like for us, it, we, we had like a not great experience with funding a startup, let's say, and finding partners for that before giants. And we thought like, why ask for money from, you know, VCs and like people that they're not in the project in, in, involved directly. We just ask from the customers, basically, from the users, you know, from the people that, you know, benefit from whatever we're building. 
And we did just that. We kind of like outsourced, crowdfunded, let's say, um, the, the project by selling NFTs. Okay. All right. Let's move on to rapid fire. Andre, for these next questions, a first answer that comes to mind, $25,000 or dinner with Andrew Chen? The dinner. <laughs> the guy, like, I would, I would have to, like, I wouldn't do it tomorrow because I would try to prepare and just, you know, make the most out of the, the, the meeting. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I would take the, the, the dinner because I, I feel like these kind of small connections in the world. So. Yeah. No, no, so true. So true. What's the most interesting thing that you've done in the past 26 days? The most interesting thing. Wow. I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm playing chess with my son. And he's getting pretty good in a weird way. Yeah. And now I, I want to get good at it. <laughs> he's in, like he sticks and he's on the verge of like starting to beat me at chess. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, I, I, I got competitive, which it's a bit weird, but <laughs> I think that's good for him as well. Yeah. I need to step it up as a parent. I mean, my son's almost your son's age and we're still on connect four. <laughs> we haven't moved to chess yet. <laughs> yeah. He. He started with his grand grandfather, so I'm I'm just competitive. Okay, what's the most death-defying act you have ever done? Um, I I don't do that usually. <laughs> I'm too chill. I don't. I try not to define it. Like I'm I'm on the stoicism side, and I know it will come at some point. Yeah, but I try not to force it. Okay, okay. What is a must-have for to be a successful business owner or entrepreneur? What trait, what characteristic? I think it, like it felt at the beginning that people were like, were egos centric, you know, like 10 years ago when I, when I started it, 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 plus kind of the feeling on the market, like the big hero that comes with his own idea and knows exactly what, you know, has the, you know, the answer to what problems and stuff like that. I, it's, it, I don't think it's the case. Like I, I think, I think like you kind of have to be open and not have a, a strong ego and focus on understanding on and, and, you know, connecting with others and the solution will come from that. All right. All right. Where can people learn more about you in Giants, Andre? They can just find us online, like on Twitter or any channel, just reach out. I'm happy to share. And if you, for, for me in general, you'll find me around the stoica.ro domain because I'm pretty proud that I bought that at some point. So if you just type that, you'll, you'll find me online. Andre Stoica, not really, because there's an MMA guy who's like stronger than me and has a bigger digital presence. So, all right, I'll make sure I include the right link to to you on on the show notes. Thank you, Andre, for being on Innovators Can Laugh. Same, same. Thanks for having me. It's a it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. All right, everybody. Think about how inspired you may feel right now from Andre's story. Imagine you had missed out on that. If you haven't already, give that subscribe button a push. That way, you're notified every time there is a new episode. But more importantly, you don't miss out on stories like the one you are hearing right now. Now, before you get on with the rest of your day, I want you to hear something. You are awesome. Now, you may be saying, come on, Eric, you just had Andre, who is a rock star on the show. He's built two amazing businesses along with a community of creators and builders. And while that may be true, if you're an entrepreneur, a business owner, a creator, whatever you want to call yourself, You are one of a very small percentage of human beings that have the courage and the vision to create something new. You're taking an idea and making it a reality. And that's pretty amazing, which makes you awesome. All right. Have a wonderful day and I'll see you on the next episode. Cheers. 
Thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, I'd really appreciate it if you could give us a review and star rating. Also, don't forget to sign up for the ICO newsletter at innovatorscollab.com where you can get the bio and details of each guest. 